0: this is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hey there! Welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today I titled this one "Living Well or Dying Broke." Now, obviously, there's a overtone of financial stuff there, and that's a big deal for all of us. You know that. Do you have all the money you need right now? You may. Or maybe you have enough and it's not a problem. That's a fabulous place to be. Another fabulous thing to be is you know when enough is enough. I mean, there's always something we could do more. Longer vacations, bigger house, different car, more help doing the yard or housework, uh, tutors for the kids, You you know, there's always more that we could do or have or want. Is that important. Living well or dying broke. So besides the obvious money flavor, which is broke, dying broke, Joy and I used to always joke, you know, what we're doing when we started this business 16 years ago of what we're doing now, writing books, coaching, you know, trying to add good to the world different. We thought many times we were going to Die under a bridge. That was what we would say, die under a bridge, right? Meaning lose everything and and just have nothing. It, It hasn't happened and it isn't going to. But it certainly was a thought. And every entrepreneur goes through that thinking sometimes. But today's isn't about entrepreneurship, which I think is the lifeblood of the economy and is worth a whole episode by itself to encourage you both either to be an entrepreneur or start your own business or have an entrepreneurial mindset about the work that you do, whether it's a job or whatever it is, or whether you don't even do that and you're a stay-at-home partner and you do other things. That mindset is something really important. But that'll be a tickler for a future episode. Today, I wanted to talk about the dying and living part. We are all we're all going to die. That's that's a given. It used to be the two unavoidables were death and taxes, right? Now it's just death. There's lots of people that avoid taxes in lots of countries and some legit, some illegit, some taking advantage of tax codes, and that's a whole rant we could go on for a whole day. I mean, you know people, maybe, that pay very little tax, and certainly rumors of the ultra-wealthy bang-no-tax, and we're sitting here thinking, why I have to pay so much, etc., etc. Well, anyway, we're not going to dive into that today. What is living well? What is that? Living well or dying broke? When you have interviews with people on their deathbed, you know, at the end of life. You've, you've heard the stories. Nobody ever says, I wish I'd spent more time at the office. Nobody says, I wish I'd made more money. Nobody says anything like that. Oh, I wish I had five more gold bars in my vault. It's always relationships, love, kindness, connection. Because we all know we can't take anything material with us. I can't take this shirt. I can't take this necklace. I can't take anything in my bank account. I can't take any of my studio gear that's over there or this microphone that's right here. I can't take any of those things. Excuse me. It doesn't matter how good they are. Doesn't matter how much I used them or how much fun I had with them or how great or how expensive or cheap they were. Doesn't matter. So if I can't take any of that with me, what's important to you when you think about creating the ultimate life what is it what are the list of things for you and i want you to think about those in the context of living well or dying broke like this moment here whatever moment it is for you for me it's right here while i'm talking to you for you it's going to be the moment you listen to this the moment you hear this I want you to stop for just a second and think, what's missing in this moment from your life? If you don't worry about yesterday, mistakes, or things you wish, or you don't have a fear, you choose not to have fear about tomorrow, but you're just here in this moment. Are you okay? Are you starving? Are you in imminent danger of death? What I find... It's not always true, but nearly always is that when we just bring ourselves right back to this moment here, right here, right now, there's really very little or nothing that's wrong unless we're right now in imminent danger of starvation or in physical danger or something like that. In this moment, we're okay. And all the not okayness comes from two places. It comes from feeling something having a story about something in the past. We made a mistake, somebody's mad at us, this or that happened, and we're fussed or worried about the consequences of something in the past. Or we're um, anxious, we're having anxiety or fear or something about what might come in the future. But the past is gone, excuse me, and the future isn't here. And we know that intrinsically, but we still spend so much of our time not here in the present. So there are going to be several challenges I issue you today. <clears throat> and the challenges are designed to help you create your ultimate life. <clears throat> now, here's a URL on the screen if you're watching the video, www.yourultimatelife.ca. There is a free set of videos called Five Master Keys to Create Your Ultimate Life. There's something that will help you do that. So I would encourage you to go get it, and if you haven't, I guess I don't know why. Either you don't think they're valuable, or you don't think they'll help you, which might be the same thing as not valuable, or uh, you don't really want to live that ultimate life, or you think you're an exception and other people might be able to create it, but not you. Well, none of those things are true. So why would you not go pick up a piece of gold across the street? And, and I'm using this example of the videos there at www.yourultimatelife.ca, just an example. But we so often just fail to go collect the gold that is right in front of us in the present moment. One of the reasons is this fear of the future or fussing about the past. Now, if there's a problem from the past, you may need to take some present moments to go clean something up. And if the future, some event or thing is coming, you may need to spend some present moments building for it. But I can promise you worrying about it it won't build the future thing or feeling guilty won't fix the past thing. It's only action. So action is the only answer that matters. All the rest is just noise. Living well or dying broke. So principle number one, challenge number one, is see how many times today you can catch yourself fussing about the past or the future. And when that happens, just bring your attention to the present moment. Now, I define moment as 8.64 seconds. I've given that definition several times on different episodes over the years, but I'm going to give it again right now because it's particularly valuable. A moment is 8.64 seconds. Now, where I got that, it's arbitrary, but here it is. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. That's 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day. If you multiply all those out, that's 86,400 seconds in a day. And I just thought, wouldn't it be fun if there were 10,000 moments in a day? I mean, a moment is short, right? So there better be a lot of moments in a day. But the idea that a moment is sort of instantaneous didn't land for me, at least, well, because I don't know how to be in the moment if every moment it's gone before I even know how to be there. So I thought, okay, that's fun. I'm going to make a moment 8.64 seconds which is 86,400 divided by 10,000 moments in a day. So just go with me on this for a minute. If a moment is 8.64 seconds, then here's the game. Anytime you find yourself feeling anxious about something that's coming, a future event over which you have no control right now, or feeling uh, shameful, guilty, bad, or something about a past event, forget it. Bring your mind on purpose because you have control of what you think right? Bring it to this present moment and ask yourself, is anything wrong in this moment? Now, you may answer, yes, there is. In this 8.64 seconds, there's something I need to do. That's fine. I'm not saying there's never any required action in the present moment. But when you focus on this moment, there's a very limited number of things you can do right now. And that's good. Because then it's easier to take the action that makes sense in this moment when you realize there's a limited number of things. I've got a mess from yesterday. I've got to clean up. I better send an email. I better send a message. I better go see somebody. I better make a phone call. That's something I can do right now. Okay, so that's your first challenge is catch yourself being in the future or the past. Because living well is part of today's title, Dying Broke or Living Well. Mm. So living well, you'll find happens a lot more when you make a choice to be in the present moment, 8.64 seconds, with all of your intention and energy. You can't do anything about the past and you cannot bring the future any faster than it's coming. So the worry about the future and the sadness or whatever fussing about past doesn't fix a thing. Decide in this moment Joyfully, easily, and freely if there's something in this moment you need to do. And then do it with all your heart, with all your gusto. Lean right in. And you know what? I promise you, you'll have a sense of well-being. Life will feel better. And it's not surprising. When I carry a backpack full of regrets about the past or guilt or shame or you know, anger about what somebody did, and it's all back there somewhere. It's a heavy backpack. And unless I can do something about it in this moment, those are useless rocks. If I'm worried about the future, uptight about something that's coming, wondering if somebody will like this, that, and the other, I've got a book coming out, just came out, living with purpose and power, highly recommend it. If you want to create a powerful day every day, it's a bunch of processes about how to start your day every single day in the most powerful, outrageous way so that you joyfully meet every piece of your day going through. But anyway, so I've got that coming out. And the only thing that matters is, am I going to do something about it in this moment? Well, the answer is no, because the only thing I'm doing right now is talking to you. So in this moment, all of my love, all of my attention, all of my encouragement, all of my thinking is about you right here, right now, and how to express this idea that being in the present moment contributes to living well, living well by being here in this moment. That's true even if you are short on money, even if you're sick in the hospital, even if you've just declared bankruptcy, even if you've just gotten separated or divorced, even if someone just died, it's still true. And another few examples, if someone passes away in your life and that happens, I guess I'm thinking about it now because I'm 68, and so when I went to my 50-year high school class reunion last August, six months ago, there was a separate room at the convention center or the little golf club, golf course, meeting room that was set aside for all the dead people, and there were a number. I went to a fairly large high school, 2,000, so there were 500 or so, plus or minus, in my graduating class. And there were a good 30 or 40, 50, 10% of them that were dead already, maybe more. I didn't count. And so there was a little pictures and memoriam and stuff to remember them. But here's what I wanted to say about that. If someone just passed away in your life, you will feel sad. If you sit and think about all of the future sadness that you're going to have, all the days you're going to miss them and the things you won't be doing, what you're doing is dragging all of that future sorrow into the present moment. And of course, it's overwhelming. Instead, just be sad for this moment here. Live in that memory here, now, in that this moment. The same goes true for something in the past. If something in the past was uncomfortable, bad, wrong, you made a mistake, you did something stupid, maybe you were unkind on purpose. Thinking about all of the things that will be ruined because you did that, again, brings all the potential. You don't even know what's going to happen. But you're pretending you do, and you're bringing all that potential sadness, pain, misery, consequence of whatever happened into this moment. Again, that's unhelpful unhealthful It's unhelpful and unhelpful, right? And it's, it's almost unbearable. So just let this moment be what it is. Sadness, joy, excitement, conviction, preparation, but it's what you can do in this moment. So that's the first piece about living well. Be here in this present moment. The second thing I want to talk about is dying. <clears throat> now, most of you know I died. In 2018, in June, I contracted a fatal illness. Uh, I went to the doctor. They sent me instantly to the ICU or to the hospital. They put me in the ICU right away. And very, very shortly after that, <clears throat> I flatlined. Coded. Boom. And I had three conversations with God at the door between life and eternity. So that would be called, and in one of those, I was asked by God, do you want to come home? I said no, and the conversations were longer than that. And the story about all of it is in this book here, Meeting God at the Door. If you want to read the whole story, if that sort of thing interests you, certainly something I never expected to have happen in my life. Now, one of the things you could ask is, okay, you died. You had a you, Kellen. You had a choice to go on into the eternities or to stay. I was given that choice. I don't know why I was given the choice instead of just dying without choice, but I was. And I'm grateful for that because I got a chance to think about it. And we talked about it. And I said, no, I'm not done yet. So I got the opportunity to do that. Now, that's a a huge wake-up call for me that I'm passing on to you. There will be a day when you face the same circumstance. You may get a choice to come back or you may not. I don't know. I don't make those rules. But what I know that you have the choice of right now is how to live the moments that you have. The stark wake-up call recommitted me. So this wasn't a huge change element. My huge change element happened 11 years before in 2007, which is written in another book called Tightrope of Depression. But in 2018, when I elected to stay, it wasn't so I could fix, oh dear, I've got to completely change direction. It was a blessing. It was an affirmation. It was a cherry on the cake of the 11 years of work that Joy and I had put in to create the business that we're doing. But here's the thing for you. Let my experience motivate you because that thing happened to me in 2018, but it's not happening every day. All that happens every day is I remember that, and I remember that choice, and I remember it on purpose. And the reason I remember it on purpose is so that I can recommit to the things I want to do in this life. This goes back to the story about deathbed desires, not more money, but people and love and that kind of thing. So this reminds me, the stories about people's deathbed wishes, my own brush with death, and that wasn't the only one, but it was the most dramatic, just reminds me of what I want to be about today. So living well, the first principle was be in the present. The second principle about living well is on purpose, create a method to remember what's important to you. Like we all, if someone says what's important to you, I ask people all the time, literally every day, new people I've never met, what does it mean to have your ultimate life? What does that mean to you? Well, most people haven't really thought. So the first answers that usually come is money and freedom. I want money, all the money I can use, no problem with money, and I want freedom to do whatever I want. And that Immediate thing comes from a sense of I don't have enough money and I have so many obligations, I can't do what I want. Neither of those are true most of the time. I don't live with any obligations at all. I have reframed on purpose, not as a silly exercise, but as an empowering exercise. Every single thing that's on my calendar every day as a joyful commitment. I look at it and I say, yes, I'm doing that because I said so. And I don't put anything on my calendar until and unless I'm saying to myself, I'm doing this on purpose. I love it. So I never go, excuse me, to do anything, whether it's a podcast interview or go volunteer at church or go play the organ on Sunday or teach a lesson or do a podcast. I never start one with, oh crap, I don't want to be doing this. Because that feeling, obligation, that Uh, breeds seeds of resentment. And so you're sitting there thinking, I'd rather be doing something else. Well, if you're not going to go do something else, then go all in with what you have. So that's the third principle to living well. Number one, catch yourself when you're living in the past or the future and bring it here. Number two, regularly on purpose, every single day, many times during the day, remind yourself why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what is it that you want for your ultimate life? And every goal you have needs to be set with that intention. Now, if you're like most people, you set goals and then they don't happen and you wonder why and then you quit setting them because it feels like an exercise in stupid frustration. It's not unless you let it be. Goals are nothing more than a statement of expected outcome because of a set of actions. Well, we don't really control outcomes, but we do control the actions. So if your goal is to take a set of actions, then you can always accomplish that goal. And then you can adjust the actions so it more likely will produce the outcome you want. But anyway, principle number two, on purpose, define in specific words And have them remembered in front of you, documents, writing on the mirror. I had a mirror, a long, long mirror in a bathroom we had once, and I wrote on the top of there statements about fear and about stuff that I wanted present before my eyes every time I went in that room, which was several times a day, right? And it reminded me of who I was and what I was about. Principle number three that I mentioned is eliminate all of your obligations. Either quit doing them, or reframe them into commitments that you joyfully accept. Now, if you have a a commitment right now, and it feels more like an obligation, then your opportunity is either to make a choice to lean into it, love it, or get rid of it. You may not be able to get rid of it in a day, but you can say, I'm going to end this obligation in six months or a year. I have a client right now that says to me, I'm going to end the work, the job that I have by the end of the year. I'm doing that because it's starting to feel like something I don't want to spend all my time doing. I have this other thing. And so we're building a side hustle and doing some other things. And that is a transition from an obligation to a commitment. So just take those three principles. And weave them into your life. And I promise, the way every day feels, will be up. You'll feel better. It'll be more exciting. The person that cuts you off in traffic, you won't care. The telemarketer that's irritating, you won't matter, right? Lean in and love just because you can. Now, so those are the three principles I want to leave with you. The second part we talked about is dying broke. And that actually is the first part of the title, Dying Broke or Living Well. Broke, I don't mean money. You could die broke. I said the joke about dying under a bridge because we couldn't make any, or thought we couldn't, or wondered. We're scared if we couldn't. Again, that was a future worry that never materialized. Dying broke means broken spirit, broken relationships, broken heart, broken uh, connection to the divine. I can't imagine for me anything sadder than dying with no idea where I was going to go when the spirit left my body, because I had made no effort to have a connection with the universe, with non-duality, with oneness. For me, it's God. I had a conversation with someone, God, so I have a very clear picture for me of that state. But even before that, you you need, you don't need to, you could, create intentionally that relationship with the universe, your higher self, the divine oneness, non-duality, call it whatever you want. Most people don't take the effort to cultivate that relationship. If you have a powerful relationship with your higher self or with the divine or with the universe or with God, then dying, you'll never die broke. You're dying as a transition, and you look at it as, okay, this is going to happen. Now I'm going to go somewhere else and keep going. You know we came from somewhere. You know you're going somewhere. So you can develop that connection, and there's a lot of benefits. That's not wasted time, because here's the benefits. From developing the connection with the divine, and I'm going to call it that, as a, as a container for all those other things, is you start to hear intuition. The universe is conspiring for your good. Power is available. Creativity is available to you right here, right now. But what I notice for myself and mostly folks that I work with is that we're so busy in the noise of the day-to-day that we don't hear it. And so we die broke. The things we wanted to do, we don't do. We die with our music inside. I gave a talk a few years ago at a conference. Don't die with your music inside. Well, that's a nice euphemism to say, but what are you doing? Because if you die with your music inside, you died broke. Why would you do that? Really? Not a rhetorical question. Why would you do that? Because you have a choice. Now, that assumes you figure out what your music is. And you overcome the fear and take the necessary actions to sing the song you came to sing. Now, that might sound hard, but it isn't. It's rigorous. It takes daily action. It takes commitment. But it isn't hard to do. It's very simple. Well, you may view it as hard it's not complicated let's put it that way it's simple but maybe not easy simple but not easy let's do that simple because the steps are easy daily connection with the divine intentionally search searching and finding and exploring what you love to do and then doing it i had a client once who spent uh, many many months afraid to do something because they kept saying i'm afraid it'll be the wrong thing so, there was a lot of dithering and dabbling and backtracking and spinning, all because of what? Fear of sometime in the future having spent some effort, time, and money, and then say, oh, that was the wrong thing. So, let's spend wasted time and money in the present because we're unsure. Action is the great clarifier. If you start moving in a direction for a week or a month, it will become clear to you. It'll feel better. You'll make discoveries. It'll feel powerful. If you take that ownership of your life, you won't die broke. You'll die rich, full, and textured because you dove in. And it won't matter. Here's the fun part it doesn't matter if anything that you try turned out like you thought. Turning out like we thought means that we somehow believe we can predict the future path of any effort that we make. We can't. It's like the weather. The weather is so messy. It's what's called a complex system. In mathematics, that is a system that has so many variables, you can't predict any outcome accurately. Well, we all know that's the weather. You know, we do more and more efforts to do it, but it's still very complex. That's the whole idea. If a butterfly flaps its wings in Beijing, will there be a tornado in Kansas? could be. It's that complicated. But we do know that full-on effort to own our lives is within our control. A choice to stay in the present is in our control. Those other principles, having no obligations... Leaning in and having commitments, showing up powerfully because you can, those are within your control. And I notice with people I work with, people I use, I interview on my shows and shows that are people that I'm on. I've got an episode this afternoon that I'm on someone else's show and I've already had a chance to talk with her and she's going to be on here, released in a few, uh, three or four weeks. Fabulous. Fabulous ownership. You're only going to go once through life. I've given you three powerful, important principles to living well, and I promise they work, but only if you do them. So go back and listen again to those three principles and the explanations. Dying broke is a choice. It's a choice that comes from abdication of ownership, pretending we don't own our lives, It's a choice that comes from living stuck, struggling in the past. It's a choice that comes from refusing to take ownership of our life and living in the blame game. All of those things bring us to dying broke. And that's true even if we have a billion dollars in the bank. You know that because of how many wealthy people are unhappy, addicted, or end up in, in suicide because that Position, prominence, power, wealth isn't happiness. Internal joy comes from being clear about who you are, how you walk through the world, and the purpose that you have. And the good news that's all in your hands. Nobody can keep you from that. Even if you're sick or even if you're struggling right now, change direction, go back, listen to those things, take ownership of today and move a millimeter. In the right direction. I have a hip leg problem in my right leg. And when I started going to physical therapy last July, which is now many months, they told me the nerves heal a millimeter a week. Oh, man. So I knew I was in for the long haul. Here I am seven or eight months later. And it's way better, but still painful sometimes. That's okay. Days are joyful. I love you. I love the work that I do. I am committed to helping you, 250 million people, hear these things, take control of your life, and create your ultimate life. Imagine what it would be like if there were 250 million people more in the world who owned their lives, did exactly what their heart was calling them to do, added good to the world. Oh, we wouldn't recognize the place. I invite you to be one. Reach out. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to help. Above all, I encourage you, you are a divine being. Take ownership. Nobody's going to do it for you and no one's coming to save the day. The good news? You are in control. You can create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.